named after Abraham, a place called paradise, but they called it Abraham's bosom. I said all that because what I'm about to tell you is going to give you some, uh, you're going to get a little upset when you find out about how Abraham, the friend of God, the father of the faith, how he got started in the will of God. Yeah. I, I read these characters in the in the in the Bible, and I have never met another character more tested by God than this man Abraham. Right. His faith was tested. Yeah. Hey, faith is not good unless it's put to the test. Somebody say amen. And Abraham's faith was tested by God. He passed that test. Honey, it's not whether or not you take a test, but it's the grade you make on it. Help me, somebody. And here was a man who was tested by God, but he passed all those tests. His faith was tested. He was tested in the area of his finances. Oh, there's a deep study right there. Maybe we'll get into that. I'd really like to talk to you about the finances of this man by the name of Abraham yeah. and how he was tested and how he passed that test and God blessed him. Hallelujah. Amen. In this man's life, Abraham, he was a tested man. Tested in the area of his family. Oh, there's a hard one there. Right. You know what that Genesis 22 was all about when he told him to take his only son Isaac up to Mount Moriah and to offer him as a burnt sacrifice? You know that was a test. Have you ever read about anybody in the Bible that has ever been tested to, to that extent like this man Abraham? Right. And guess what, honey? He passed that test with flying he judged him faithful that if he was to kill Isaac in whom all the promises of God were wrapped up that he was able to raise him from the dead hey praise God do you believe in resurrections yes believe in resurrection hallelujah hallelujah one of these days Oh, yeah, yeah. Amen. Y'all, let me tell you how to keep a congregation in suspense. 
I'll tell you tomorrow night. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> but come here and let's look at Abraham and the will of God. The will of God was not some mystery that Abraham was left to fill out on his own. Yeah. Hey, praise God, honey. Ain't you glad God's not trying to trick you? Help me, somebody. He's not dangling a carrot in front of your face that you know you'll never reach. When I talk about me, the will of God, I talk about something that has been revealed. Right. There's something that God has revealed to you. Here's what Stephen said about Abraham in Acts chapter number 7. He said, the God of glory. Yeah. Oh, I like that title right there. Amen. He said, the God of glory appeared unto Abraham in Mesopotamia before it would dwell in Haran. Hey, the God of glory. Hallelujah. That's not how it happened with me. It was a 15-passenger van that rolled up that old red clay Georgia driveway and told that told my mama not to that trailer door and told my mama, I'll take your boys. Tell it. Hallelujah. I'm glad the side of that van sat Park City Baptist Church and the Academy the House of God. That's how it happened with me. There was no flashing lights. There was no rolling thunder. There was no sickness of darkness. But the Bible said the God of glory appeared unto my father, Abraham. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I safe to say that God came to where Abraham was? Right. Now I'm going to be honest with you. This is not a message about salvation. Yeah. I don't know when Abraham got saved. And I'll be honest with you, neither does anybody else. That's right. I can, I, Brother Chris, I can take you to a verse where, where Saul of Tarsus got knocked off of his high horse. Right. And the God of glory, yep. the light above the brightness of the noonday sun, yep. shone round about and a voice from heaven said, Saul, Saul. Oh, hallelujah. Yep. It's hard to kick against the prince. Yep. And Saul of Tarsus got saved and became Paul. Yeah, That's right. I can show you a verse. But for many of the Old Testament patriarchs, we have not those details. Right. Huh? Yep. So I don't know when he got saved. This is what I do know. Chapter number 12, and I want you to look at verse number 1. Abraham and the will of God. I got four things I'd like to preach to you tonight by way of introduction to that thought, Abraham and the will of God. Let's look at verse number 1 together. Look at this. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Notice the first word in the sentence, now. Yeah. Now, here's what I want to say about that. Now, that, that is the only period that you can do the will of God. Right now. Did you pick up on the past tense in that phrase? Read it with me again. Now the Lord, watch this now, had said right. unto Abram, there has been a period of time 
time that has passed uh, between the calling of God and the, and the obedience of Father Abraham. Yep. I don't have a whole lot of details to share with you other than I don't believe that Abraham did an instant. I believe there was a period of time. I don't know how long. I don't know how long it was when God called, when God reached out to Abraham. But this verse seems to indicate to me that there was a there was a period of time in the past right. when God reached out to Abraham. And sadly tonight, Abraham did not respond. Right. Oh, I don't want to get, I don't want to get uh, ahead of myself. But look down at the bottom of verse number four. <laughs> and Abram was 70 and five years old mm. when he departed out of heaven. Yeah. 75 years. He only lived to be 175. You see the lifespan of those Old Testament patriarchs was dwindling down to three score and ten yep. at a breakneck speed. Somebody say amen. amen. His father Tira lived to be 205 years. Yeah. Abraham lived 175 years. You know what that tells me? That means he lived almost half of yep. his life somewhere else besides where God wanted him to be. All that he did. All that he accomplished. He became the father of the faith. He's the friend of God. He's the most memorable man mentioned in the Old Testament. This man by the name of Abraham and lived almost half his life somewhere besides the will of God. What about that? The only regret I've ever heard anybody say they had in following God is that they did not do it sooner. Right. The only regret that I've ever heard anybody say that they had in getting saved is that they did not do it sooner. Yep. And the only regret I've ever heard them talk about in getting serious with God is that they did not do it sooner. Right. People admit those wasted years. People admit those wasted opportunities. People admit not following God. Yep. On the first time that he called, yeah. our hero tonight seems to indicate in verse number one that there was a period of time in which God was a calling out to Abraham, right. and Abraham did not respond. Yes, sir. God. That's exactly right. But look at the first verse. Verse word in the verse. Now, I love this. He says, "Here's how his story begins." The origin story of Father Abraham begins with one three-letter word. Yep. Now. Now. Hey, <laughs> what about that? Some of y'all are picking up on what I'm yeah. doing now. Now. Rest of you will catch up in a minute. Yeah. Amen. Now. That is the only period of time in which it is possible for you to do the will of God. Yep. Yep. You notice with me that the Bible doesn't put a whole lot of emphasis on whatever it was that happened in the past. Right. Help me, somebody. Right. Uh, I'm not as smart as you may think, and I challenge you to help me tonight. If you can find me a verse in that Bible that tells how long and that tells what all happened and 
and details between the calling of God and the obedience of Father Abraham, I sure would appreciate your help. But because God don't seem to indicate, God don't give us some details. God don't much, He don't much address all those wasted years yeah. in the life of Abraham. Yes. It's almost as if it's gone. Yes, gone. Hey, man. Oh, y'all, I'm just to take a lap now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a lap around this building about three people on there. Who has had their shots? <laughs> it's almost as if God is not interested in your failures yes, in the past. Yes, it's yes, almost man. as if God it, is not concerned
right? It's gold. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yes, preacher. Tell it. Right now. You're sitting here tonight and you're not saved. Yes. Now. Abraham waited 75 years to follow God. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Now, I wonder if you'll say man if I were to tell you that he waited too long. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Amen. Exactly right. Y'all not wait too long. Yeah. Abraham might have waited too long, but he didn't wait too late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Right now. Yes. Boy, it's good. You're sitting here tonight and you're not saved. Come on. You've waited till right now to get saved. I'm going to tell you something. You've waited too long. Yep. But you have not waited too late. Hey, man. I ain't worried about yesterday. You can't get saved yesterday. Right. Tell me somebody. I don't care what the devil says during the invitation time. You can't get saved tomorrow. Did you know there's only one day you can't be saved? Let me lay some scripture on you. Today is the day of salvation. He said, now. Now. Is that word again? Now. It's the accepted time. And today is the day of salvation. Amen. Only day you can get saved right now. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. What about that? Only day you can do the will of God. By the way, my, my, my. some of you are worried about the past. Come on. God ain't talking to you about the past. Nope. He ain't bringing the past up. No, sir, he ain't. He says, now. Huh? Oh, I, I'll say this. I'll say, some, I'll say this for some of you that might be wringing your hands because of tomorrow. Yeah. Well, uh, that's good. I don't know if you've got a John Hagee study Bible or not, but we're living in the last days. Yep. Tell me, somebody. Yeah. You got folks out there putting stuff in our water. Yeah. Help me somebody. Tell it. Spraying stuff in our air. Yep. Putting stuff in our food. Help yep. me somebody. Yeah. You got people out there trying to depopulate us. Trying to keep the earth's population down under 500, 500 million. Come on, somebody. Tell it, preacher. You got people out there in charge of everything that we can't trust. Right. Help me somebody. We're, waste, we're useless eaters to them. And for those of us that are in the know and we're awake to what's going on around us, honey, you can lose sleep at night. You can lose sleep at night. Ask me how to know. You can lose sleep at night worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. You can't live your life right now based on the worries of tomorrow. Hey, just like you can't do it yesterday, you can't live for God tomorrow. You can't live for God yesterday. And you can't live for God tomorrow. Right. Y'all clearly took too long on that point. Well, that's good. Now. It's good. That's the only period that you can do the will of God. That's good. Some people are basing decisions for the future. Right. Right now, for what fears we got for the future. Yes. Huh? Come on. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you something about the future. I don't know what's going to happen. And neither is anybody else. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what tomorrow holds. But I know, oh, it's cliche. I know it is. I know it is. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. 
Hallelujah. The only period that God is interested in you doing the will of God is now. Amen. Amen. Not talking to you about yesterday. I'm not going to talk to you about tomorrow. Talk to you about right now. It's the only period you can do the will of God. Look at the next phrase in that first verse. Now, the Lord. Well, oh my, look at that. What about that? There he is. <laughs> I'm talking about Abraham and the will of God. <laughs> now, I'm probably not going to get an honorary doctorate for this statement, but I'm going to make it anyhow. Did you know that the will of God is God's will? Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. I may confer upon myself an honorary doctorate. Yeah. I mean, I got a PhD from MIT. I don't brag about it much. Pulp wood hauler driver's license from Mississippi Institute of Trucking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The only degree I got is 98.6. Amen. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I delight in my ignorance. <laughs> I delight in my ignorance. Uh, I'm going to say it one more time. God's will is the will of God. Yep. It's exactly now, right. the Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, if now is the only period that you can do the will of God, the Lord is the only person well, that can tell you the will of God. What about that? Oh, now it's funny, isn't it? Huh? Yeah. Come here, come here. Come tell here. it, tell come it. Here. There are some out there running around telling everybody what God's will oh. is for their life. Oh, oh, honey, I'm sorry, but I didn't read my Bible. And I ain't never found a real man of God in that book that has ever told anybody what the will of God is for their life. Tell it. it ain't the job of a man of God to tell you what the will of God is. Help me somebody. Hey, hey, it's not us. Even if we know, even if the, if the preacher knows the will of God for your life, and he probably does, he's still reluctant to tell you because he wants you to follow God's will personally between you and God. Yep. And he got Right. Your parents may know the will of God for your life, but they're never going to tell you or they shouldn't tell you. Yeah. Help me, somebody. Because that's between you and God. God. The Lord. That's the only person that can tell you God's will. Amen. The Lord. There's some preachers that make a good living running around the country telling everybody what God's will is. Yeah. Now, a real man of God will never tell you what God's will is. We'll tell you what God's will ain't. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick. You got that right. Huh? You get ready to do something dumb, we'll tell you that ain't God's that will. That ain't God's oh, will. Come here, y'all. I'm not talking about known commandments in the Bible. You hear me? Yeah. I'm not talking about known commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Guess what, friend? That's God's will. Yep. And you didn't need me to tell you that. Right. King James told you that. Yeah. Help me, somebody. You ain't got to pray about commandments in the Bible. But God's word does not deal with every single subject specifically. Right. Come on, y'all. Come yep. on. Yep. And it's in those times when you ought to seek the will of God for your life instead of just asking the preacher to pour it out to you. Right. Come here, somebody. Yep. Because you'll find somebody out there that'll be real willing to go and tell you God's will. Right. I was a young, impressionable preacher. 
And I just want to preach. I didn't care where or to who. I just wanted to preach. I just was, I was amazed that God would save me. God saved me and called me to preach the same time, brother. Yeah. Back seat of a car. Got saved and, and called to preach at the same moment. I know that ain't how it works, but that's how it works. What do you want me to do about it? Yeah. What's my idea, honey? I didn't make it up. Amen. I lifted my head in the back seat of that old grill. I knew two things. I knew I saved. I knew God wanted me to preach his word. Yes. Amen. <laughs> and I wanted to. Yeah. I didn't tell nobody, but I went back to the house in that little single-wide trailer, 892 Vitato Road, Chickamauga, Georgia, 30707 in the back room. And knelt down at the foot of my bed, and I said, God, God, <laughs> I want to preach. Yeah, tell it. Let me preach. And God let me preach. And I was going to see my pastor come to me. A missionary, I'll not tell who his name is unless you bribe me. It's like Waffle House or something. Yeah. He came and said uh, to the pastor, he said, I need some young men to go preach at the jail. Yes. And my preacher didn't even ask me. He said, I got one guy that'll do it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's good. Yeah. I, and he, he volunteered me to go preach at the jail. Praise God, I love it. It was a captive audience. No, no, whatever, whatever. No more humor for y'all. And uh, that man of God, who I respect to this day, come up beside me, slipped his arm around me and said, Brother, I don't believe your pastor material. He might have been a prophet. Amen. He said, I don't believe your pastor material. He said, uh, you need to join this very well-known jail ministry, prison ministry. He said, I believe that's God's will for your life. He said, I believe it's God's will for your life to join up with this jail ministry. Travel around from prison to prison and preach. And I'm just standing here like it's a Holy Ghost of God. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because all I wanted was God for right. right. You see, what he didn't know is I got in the back of that single wide trailer, got out on my face before God, and signed the bottom of a blank contract. Right. I surrendered to go to China. Yeah. I surrendered to go to Jamaica. I surrendered to go to Russia. Right. All in the first three months of me being saved. Yeah. Help me, somebody. Yeah. I surrendered every mission field in the world. I surrendered every church I come across. Right. I told them I'd go preach at the Vatican. If they'd let me, hey, I'd stand out on that balcony with that funny little hat on. Yeah. Help me, somebody. And I'd preach on there ain't no hope in the Pope. Hey, man. Hey, praise God. I had me a text too. Wouldn't be there between God and man named Christ Jesus. Yep. I was going to preach on no hope in the Pope. But they wouldn't let me preach at the, at the back. Hey, man. Anyhow, but I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted to. I'd go down to track rack. I'd get to try. Send y'all check track racks back here. I'd go down and get them tracks out of that rack. I'd go down to the back. Then it was the red food. It was the, the Red Food Grocery Store. And I'd stand outside them automatic doors. And them automatic doors would come open and hear somebody come. And I'd be, hey, 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 friend, can I tell you about Jesus? You want to go to heaven? Hey, hey, you want to go to heaven? You want to take this gospel trap? <laughs> yeah. That's how I did it. They tried to get by me, but I played ball in high school. You didn't get around me, honey. Yeah. I'll tackle somebody in the parking lot with Red Food Store. 
You want to go to heaven? You want to go to heaven? Hey, do you know about Jesus? Can I tell you the gospel? Do you want to go to heaven? You want to go to heaven? That man looked at me and said, Son, I love the Lord, but you're freaking me out. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you a preacher. I passed from Mission Ridge Baptist Church right down the road here, and I'm going to tell you a preacher right here. Good, man. <laughs> I just wanted to do God's will. I didn't even care what it was. And that man didn't know. Right. That man didn't know, but I was listening. Yeah. I was volunteering. Right. Tell me somebody. Yeah. I never will forget that man came by the church, Mac Locklear, going to Jamaica. I've never even, I've never heard about Jamaica. He said to meet Jesus in Jamaica. I went home and told my wife, I said, pack your bags. I said, we're going to Jamaica. Hey. Yeah. Last Wednesday night, the preacher had another missionary in. Little child, little girl going to China. Here's what she said. Hey, there's more people in China than anywhere else in the world. There's more people dying and going to hell from China than anywhere else. I said, oh, oh. I went back to the house and I said, pack your bags. We're going to China. Yeah. She said, I thought we was going to Jamaica. I said, yes, but when we get back from Jamaica, <laughs> we're going to China. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to do God's will. And I didn't care. I didn't yeah. care. Right. I didn't Right. Hallelujah. That man didn't know. But I had done signed the bottom of the blank contract. Right. Good. Told God I'd go anywhere and do anything. And I meant it all those years ago. <laughs> I said, you fill out the details. I don't even care. I'll go. Yeah. I remember the first time I read across Isaiah chapter 6. Who shall I go? I said, I'll go. Yeah. I said, I'll go. Right, yeah. yeah. I'll go, yeah. That's good. That's good. My preacher said, Bud, get your Bible and go down there to jail, Chattanooga. Yep. Six stories. We called it Dungeons in the Sky. I had been there before, but never to preach. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. If we were raised on great convictions in my family, then that's the kind you're familiar with. <laughs> I used to watch cops just to see kin folks. <laughs> yeah. <Huh>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went in there and it Whoa, I was so jacked up, Brother Dax. So I wanted to preach so bad. I didn't have but a half a sermon in one day. Whoa, but I I said, I said, let me hear you. It was fourth. It was the fifth floor. I didn't know it was a psychiatric board. Nobody wanted to go to the med board. Right. Huh? Come on. I said, let me in. We had them situated. Had 45 here, 45 here, 45 there, 45 there, and two guards in the middle. He said, I ain't going in there. He pushed that button and opened that door, shoved me in, slammed it behind, locked it. I said, lock me out. I said, fuck God. So lock the world. I thought he gave it to the world. Son, God, who's the one who's going to leave it into your bedroom? Yes. Amen. They sent me down to B-block. 
Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. The side work will have that crowd in there for picking the maids. I know that they might not be speaking English, but they can understand it. Yeah. Help me, somebody. Yeah. You ain't fooling me. I ain't the man. Help me, somebody. Right. I know good well if you speak English. Yeah. They couldn't speak it, but they can understand it. Yeah. I got down in D blocks, guess what I preached on? Yeah. I preached on for God so loved the world. Yeah. But he gave his own Yeah. <laughs> I said, any of y'all in here want to go to heaven? <laughs> yeah. Amen. Oh, yeah. And that man didn't know. It's true. That's not how he acted. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help his dad as a wedge. Right. <laughs> My preacher told me, he said, don't never expect anybody to get excited about what you're saying. You ain't excited about what that's you're exactly right. Oh, that's good. That man come around me, slip his arm around me. He's an older man, a man of God. Yeah, help me, somebody. Yeah, he said, Brother, I don't believe you're pastor material. <laughs> I had a deacon or two who wouldn't probably agree with that. Yeah, he said, I believe God's. He said. He said, I think it's God's will for you to sign up with this prison ministry. He didn't know it, Brother Shelby. You got to mess me up. Yeah. You don't know how it messed me up? Because it was God's will to send me to Alabama. Tell it, preacher. To pastor a little old church in the middle of the woods. What? And about 35. Frog Pond Baptist Church. <laughs> yeah. Frog Pond. Yeah. Amen. I never was there first Sunday, about 30 of them, including kids. And they was all kin. And I said, I ain't mean, I mean that. I mean, they was all kin. Yeah. Uh, can I get a road tie? Yeah, family uh, church. <laughs> I had two sets of double first cousins, honey. Yeah. There's but one way to get that. And yeah, that's right. What I'm talking about. Two sets of double first cousins. Right, it's true. suckers go to family reunions and meet girls. Hey, Amen. Yeah, man. Okay. All I'm saying is Pickens is slim in North Alabama. <laughs> and uh, I didn't want to go to Alabama. Are you with me? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't volunteer for it, honey. I didn't want to go to Alabama. I didn't want Alabama fans to go to heaven. <laughs> they went to heaven, it wouldn't be heaven. I had somewhere else for them, and they wasn't purgatory. That's right. <laughs> hey, I'm just kidding. Or maybe I ain't. <laughs> you remember that night, honey? Tell it, preacher. Tommy Till was preaching meeting at the church. Ron Martin was up on the platform picking his guitar. Oh and talking for 45 minutes like he always does. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I'd want to break his neck for that. But this time, he was, he was right. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Rowland's brother. Walking around, picking the guitar. And oh he kept my. saying, what doest thou here, Elijah? Mm. That's all he was saying, picking that guitar. What doest thou here, Elijah? Honey, you remember that? What about that? <laughs> We're sitting right over there. Normally we sat in the center section. I don't know if he spelled it with an S or a C. I can't, I don't remember. That's instinctively where my crew always sits. But we were sitting right over there. And I got up to go to the altar and my knees buckled. And I hit the ground. 
And I crawled down to the altar. I laid myself on the altar as a sacrifice to God. And I reminded him of that contract Uh in that shag floor of that 70 model single wide trailer. Mm -hmm. I'll go if that's what you're going to do. That's what I want you to do. Uh, It didn't mess me up that night. It didn't mess me up for about 18 months. Until the first time we had a little riff right. in the church. Can I talk to y'all now? Yeah, oh, go ahead. Mm, I'm feeling so free. You're yeah. helping us. Go ahead. Huh? Yeah. Leroy Hawkline came up to me and stuck his finger in my chest like that right there. Bam! Stick it. Beat my chest with his finger like that right there in a man's meat. Huh? Mm-mm. Man. Help him, Lord. Tell it, preacher. God the Holy Ghost said, don't. Right. Say a word. When he was reviled, he reviled not again. Yeah. There's a lamb in the slaughter. Open he not his mouth. And y'all think it's a real man would have snatched him up? No. Nope. Huh? I could have slapped him in a rear naked choke till his lips quivered. Amen. Oh. Amen. Yeah. I could have broke his arm off and beat him half to death with it. Yeah. I might have could have reached in there and pulled his heart out and showed it to him. <laughs> Seen that one time. Huh? Holy Ghost told me, Don't say a word! I stood there. Mm. <clears throat> and I went back home that night, Brother Shelby Swise don't tell The devil. But I didn't know it was the devil. You see, hindsight's 2020. Yeah. Yep. He came to him and there's angel of light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, see there, son, you missed God's will. He'll do that. If you was worth the rock of ages, you wouldn't hold sheep. Oops. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> if you were with that preaching in the ministry in the jails, anonymous. <laughs> oh, no. Not the one that's cleaning. <laughs> The cat is out. <laughs> you know what the devil told me? But I didn't know it was the devil. It was just this voice. You missed it. You ought not be an Alabama pastor. You ought to be running around going from prison to prison. Come on. Preaching in the jails. Yep. Huh? Yep. And that messed me up for years. I guarantee it. For years. Hey, hey, guess who? Oh, I, I, went, I went the long way around to preach that point, and I apologize for the personal illustrations. I usually don't tell personal illustrations. Okay. Do you know God is the only one that can tell you God's will for your life? Right. The Lord. Yeah. The Lord. Yep. I called my pastor. I called my pastor. Finally called him. I finally called him. I said, hey, I, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid. Right. I missed God. Yeah. yeah. And I brought it up. I said, all in years ago. Mm-hmm. I said, that man, he put his arm around me and told me God wanted me to go to that prison ministry. Here's what he said to me back then. I said, he said, I got two sons, Brother Bud. He said, he said, I never would tell, I never would tell one son. To go do to go tell the other son 
but I wanted him to do something. What about that? He said, if I wanted Danny to do something, I wouldn't tell Adam. He said, I wouldn't tell Adam to go tell Danny. That's exactly right. He said, if I wanted Danny to do something, I'd go tell, tell, Danny. I'd go tell Danny myself. That's exactly right. Yes, oh, I'm the only person that can tell you God's will for your life is I know what you're thinking. Well, well, God don't really speak to me. Yes, he does. Well, yeah. I'm gonna quote the old songwriter. What more can mm -hmm. he say? What about that? Than to you, he hath said. Yes, yeah. yes. You got 66. Right there it is. In this volume, That's in it. In the scripture right here. That's exactly hey, right. You want to hear the voice of God? Right there. You want to hear the voice of God? There it is. Yes. There it is. Take the rest of your life and read it slow, read it fast. Just read it. Just read God's word. God will reveal Himself to you in His word. Amen. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh my. Did I tell you I had four of these? What time is it? It's all right. Oh, I'm on calendar. My watch switched to calendar. It's to the 29th. Amen. You know you're preaching too long. When, I don't know why it keeps doing that. It keeps switching to calendar. You're preaching too long when you tell time by the calendar. Let me just mention the other two. We'll be done. So because I want y'all to come back tomorrow. When you tell time by the calendar. Now, that's the only period. Amen. That you can do the will of God. That's good. Now, what's good? Whoa! The Lord, that's the only person. Yeah. Now, I'm going to skip number three and go to number four and preach number four, and then I'm going to come back and preach number three and hear why I'm going to do it. Stephen Ofer, in his excellent work, Anointed Expository Preaching, made this statement. The, er the, the uh, order of discovery does not necessarily have to be the order of delivery. I like so that. that's a lie he told it. Amen. Okay. Number four. Look at this. Ah, oh, you gotta see this. Now the Lord had said to Abram, here's what God said to Abram. Get me out of my country. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's the early Chaldeans, by the way. Yes, sir. I don't know if you ever studied them Chaldeans, but that's that crowd that made out three bands and stole Job's camels. Yep. Yeah. Help me somebody. Yep. I ain't got no no confidence in a camel thing. Yeah. God said, get out from among them and be separate. Right. Get me out of my country and from my kindred and from my father's house. Watch this. Unto a land mm -hmm. that I will show thee. And you and I have the advantage of looking back on this text. And we happen to know what this land is. We call it the Holy Land. Right. It's called the land of Canaan. Right. It's called Canaan's fair land. Right. We sing about it, we teach about it, we preach about it. It's Canaan's fair land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's all I want to say about that land. That was God's will for Abraham's life. Right. That was the only place. You see, God told him, you're going to have to get out of Ur of the Chaldees. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to get away from your kindred. You're going to have to leave your father's house. And you're going to have to get in this place. You've got to be in this place. The old, did you know? Did you know that the old, there's only one place for you to do the will of God? There's only one place, and that's the will of God. And the will of God's going to always involve a place. There's going to be a place for you that's to be. Exactly there's right. going to be a place. You know why there's so many starving, anemic, weak Christians Tell out there running around that, that are prey of the devil? It's because God, the Holy Ghost. 
put something on their pastor's heart this Sunday and gave them something to feed their soul so that they would grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus and they were in some other place. Yep. They weren't in their place. Hey, you're supposed to be in the right place. Amen. Oh my, I've been studying this business of being in the right place. If Elijah had been anywhere else besides beside that brook chair while the rest of the world went hungry, them, them ravens, them ravens would have brought that bread and meat twice a day and Elijah had been anywhere else besides that place, he would have went hungry. Amen. Yeah. I'll give you a Bible example of somebody in the wrong place. Oh my. Tell it. How about 1 Samuel? Chapter, is it chapter 12? Or is it chapter 11 or is it 2 Samuel? I know that 3 Samuel, that's the two of them. David. Here's what the Bible says. It was a time when kings go forth to battle. Yep. Well, David wasn't there. David should have been out there in the battlefield. Yep. David should have been out there in the battlefield with the Ark of the Covenant and the armies of Israel and Joab, captain of the host. It was a time when kings go forth to battle, but it was a taking a nap in the middle of the day, walking around on the roof of the palace of the king's palace, having somebody. Yep. David should have been in the battlefield. Yep. That's exactly right. He saw Bathsheba. Yep. Bathing. Yep. Now don't give me this garbage about them bathing out in the open. Yep. Under no circumstances in any culture, at any time in the world, in any place in the world, have they ever acted like that. Yep. David should have been in the battlefield. Bathsheba should have been in the bathroom. Yep. Help me somebody. Yep. You'll talk about being in the wrong place at the wrong time. It was a time when kings go forth to battle, but David was at the house. And she should have been in the bathroom. She should have been in the bathroom, but she's out there on the balcony. Hey. David and King David saw her. Yeah. Right. Messed everything up. Sure did. It messed everything. I ain't blaming it all on her. I blame it all on him and her. Hey, Amen. Because they wasn't in the right place. You're right. Well, the God's going to be a place. I for one am glad you ain't got to go up to Jerusalem take a sacrifice, a goat or a dove. Amen. Tell me somebody. Yes, I'm thankful that the veil of the temple was written twain from top to bottom. The only yes. thing keeping you out of God's presence is you. Yep. Hallelujah, honey. Amen. I still believe God had a place. But if you're in the will of God, that'd be a place for you to do the will of God. And that place for Abraham was the land of Canaan. That was the will of God. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, now, that's the only period you can do the will of God. The Lord, that's the only person that can tell you God's will. <laughs> Unto a land that I will show thee, that's the only place. Yes, sir. That's the only place you can do God's will. Huh? Yep. How come Abraham couldn't live for God near the Chaldees? <laughs> how, come, how, come, how come the children of Israel couldn't sacrifice when they was in Egypt? They said, we're not going to sacrifice in Egypt. We've got to go in three days into the wilderness. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, God's going to be a place. Yeah. Yeah, good. I'm going to give you a heads up. I'm about to ask you in a minute. Are you in God's will? Come on. Well, God's going to involve a place. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, here's number three. One I skipped over a while ago. Per Dr. Olford's expository preaching uh, recommendations. Look at, look at verse number 12, verse number 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram. The Lord had said unto Abram. Mm -hmm. Amen. Here's the only problem. Here's the only problem to fulfill the will of God. 
is it's up to you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. God's not going to make you do it. You're right. God's not going to make you do it a bit more than he made Abraham do it. Yeah. When God said, get thee out of thy country from thy kindred to from thy father's house, he meant right now. Yep. He meant get up and do it now. You know who's, who it was up to? It was up to Abraham. Yep. I don't know how long a period of time it was between the time God spoke to Abraham and the time Abraham obeyed God. I have no idea. I don't know how long he spent in this, spent in this place called Haran. We'll look at that later. He got, he got over in this place called Haran and dwelt there. Well, that wasn't God's will. Yep. God didn't say that's the land I'm going to show you. God didn't tell him that. It was God's will for him to go in the land of Canaan. He was supposed to keep traveling until he got in Canaan's land. Stay in the land, God said. Stay in the land. Stay in the will of God. Stay in the will right. of God. I'll take, right. care of you. I'll take care of you in the will of God. Did you know that you're in the will of God? There'll be a peace that passes all understanding. Amen. Did you know that when you're in the will of God, there's a protection? Have you ever read the book of Job? There's a hedge. There's a hedge of protection around you, around your family, around everything you've got. If you're in the will of God, the only thing that can get in is something that God allows you. God allows it. If the will of God is the best thing for you to have, that ever happen to you in the will of God. There's protection. There's an umbrella of protection around you if you're in the will of God. There's provision. There's guaranteed provision. Right. Do you know that if you're in the will of God, you start to death. It ain't on you. It's yep. on him. It's yep. on God. And I'm going to tell you something, honey. If David can say, I was young. And yet, have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor seen begging bread? God's not going to sell his reputation with the likes of you and me. Hallelujah. If you're in the will of God, God's going to take care of you. Yep. If you're in the will of God, God's going to provide for you. If you're in the will of God, God's going to protect you. If you're in the will of God, God's going to see to that you took care of. Amen. You get outside the will of God, you're on, you're on. You get outside the umbrella of the protection of God, honey, you're old, you're old. Tell it, preacher. <laughs> Boy, that's good. The only problem with you doing the will of God, now the Lord had said an Abram. Yeah. When this chapter opens up, he's out of the will of God. He gets in the will of God, verse number five, Gets right back out of the will of God in verse number 10. And by the time the chapter ends, verse number 20, gets right back in the will of God. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> He'd have been better off staying in God's will. That's exactly right. <laughs> the only problem, the only problem with doing the will of God is it's up to you. Mm -hmm. It's up to you. You see, you can't see the sovereignty of God. In salvation. Right. Sovereignty, predestination, and election are not for the sinner. Right. Those right. Are gifts of God to the righteous. That's right. To the saved. That's good. exactly right. Amen. That's exactly right. Election is for the saved. Yes. Predestination is for the saved. Right. That's all gifts of God to the saved. Right. Yes. Oh, it's got nothing to do with sinners. That's right. There's a call of God that goes throughout. Yes. To whosoever will. That's exactly right. Amen. Here's what the Bible said. See, I've set before thee life and death. And this one here is what God said. Choose life. Yes. Yeah. Choose, Choose life. life. Amen. I'm not going to tell you what God's will is. But I'll tell you what God's will is. Mm. If you're here lost without, lost without God, that ain't God's will. That's right. Amen. I can prove it to you. Yep. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Some men count slackness. But as long suffering us, we're not willing that any should perish. Right. But all should come to repentance. 
He would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Yes. You'll not read a verse in your Bible that says hell. Excuse me. You'll not read a verse in your Bible that said heaven hath enlarged itself. Right. You know why? Because there's plenty of room. That's mm. good. <laughs> what about that? That's good. Plenty of room for a man, woman, boy, and girl that ever was or ever will be born. Thank you. Right. you won't find a verse in the Bible that said heaven hath enlarged itself. But here's what the Bible said. Hell hath enlarged itself. Had to. Yep. Had to. To facilitate, to facilitate the inhabitants that were entering in outside of the will of God at breakneck speed. Yeah. If you're here tonight and you're not saved, I can honestly tell you, according to the Bible, that is not God's will. If you die lost without God, you'll do it outside of the will of God. If you're here tonight and you've waited till right now <laughs> to get in God's will, to get serious about God, you waited too long, but you haven't waited too late. Hey, man. If you're here right now, say, Preacher, I know I'm saved, but I'm not where God wants me to be. Well, I'll tell you this, I think God will. That's right. You don't need me to tell you that. You don't need me to tell you that's not God's will. You know that's not God's will. That's right. I'm convinced that with most, most people, I'm going to tell you something, honey. We might not be good at what we do, but God's good at what, at what he does. Amen. God's good at being God. Yeah. God's good at being God, and it's God that reveals his will to others. Right. I'm convinced that God has revealed his will to a lot of people, and they just had none. Wow. That's good. They just had none. And I want to ask you tonight, as we stand together, let's, let's stand. Preacher, I want you how you want to do it. Brother Chris, your Brother Chris, come on and get a, an invitation hymn ready. I want to ask you a question tonight. Are you in God's will? Amen. Are you saved? If you're not, that's not God's will. Are you saved and God has been telling you something? I, like Abraham, did not respond to him the first time he called me. Oh, do you know that he's only bound by his word to talk to you one time? Only one time. God does, is not obligated to speak to you more than once. Titus 2.11 said, The grace of God that brings salvation hath appeared unto all men. Right. He's not obligated to talk to you more than one time. Right. How many of us, how many of us can testify tonight? Yes. Time and again. Yeah. Time and again. Time and again. Yes, oh, that's the long suffering of God. Is he moving you now? Right. Let's bow our heads. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, Thank you for the patience of God's good people. As we labor together in the scriptures, help us, I pray, Lord Jesus, not to be slow to respond. Revealed your will to us. 